0: ...status in both of Evening Shade's communities, white and colored. Spare me, Jesus. Leland put his hat on and walked through the open gate, up the brick walk to the three-story classic revival house, his boyhood home. Gold toothpick in a corner of his mouth, sucker suit looking a little wilted this time of day. There was a ruptured duck in the buttonhole of his right lapel. Couldn't remind the voters of Tennessee often enough that he'd served his country well. Shrapnel in his back to prove it. War wounds, always a good subject of conversation at the VFW. Half-brother Saxby coming down the steps to meet him partway. Sax had f would it during the last great world conflict, flat feet and nearly blind in his right eye. His face in the late afternoon sun was florid, overfed. And he developed a wheeze. Didn't know how quick you could make it, Lee. Said they hadn't seen you up at the farm in a while. On the stump around Union City, your campaign people told me. That was 7.30 this morning. Then I stopped in Dyersburg for a rotary lunch, drove on down to Memphis, pay a courtesy call on Boss Crump, which is where the sad news caught up to me, Sachs, in the lobby of the Peabody. Saxby offered to shake hands. Leland kept his hands hard and calloused. Chopping wood was good exercise, another benefit. The farmers, whose votes mattered to him as much as Boss Crump's captive wards in Memphis, disliked politicians with pampered palms, slick as snot on a doorknob. A saying Leland recalled from his youth. That was what Sax's hands felt like. Manicures a ritual along with his weekly hair trim. Boss Crump, I'll bet you snuck his endorsement right out from under Walker Welford's nose. No way to carry West Tennessee without the boss, Leland said comfortably. You know, I've been keeping my ear to the ground, but it looks too close to call in my neck of the woods without the Knoxville Sentinel on your bandwagon. Expect I'll get their endorsement next week. And I surely do appreciate how you've been busting your hump for me in the Tri-Cities. Saxby's customary smile resembled a wince. He stared past Leland at Jim Giles, leaning against the Pontiac. Still having convicts drive you around? Parolees. It's in my nature to forgive another man's transgressions. The preachers and the church ladies go for that. What's that one there paroled from? Manslaughter. Twenty years, mandatory eight. He killed somebody? Leland couldn't resist. Bare-handed, but James is a gentle soul. Just on occasion takes a deep disliking to one fellow or another. Leland looked up at the second-story windows, drapes partly drawn, of the large northwest corner bedroom. Pyracantha hugged the wall up to the windowsills, partly drawn. Old Doc Hogarth sitting outside right now with his raspberry lemonade the color of weak blood, and a paper fan in his other hand, courtesy of Malfatano's quality furniture on the square. Nothing left for Doc to do but pronounce Priest Howard dead. A job of comfortable waiting, no doubt. Guess I'm not too late, the look of things. Saxe glanced where Leland's attention was focused. I thought it was all over for sure about 2.30. Then he opened his eyes and even said a couple of words. It's like he's hanging on for your sake, Leland. Leland's lip curled. Same old song and dance. Hour from now, he's sitting up eating a good supper. Catch sight of him and you won't be saying that. Any breath might be his last. I stayed with him for an hour and a half. Just walked outside when you showed up. Had to give myself a short break. Use the... Sax allowed himself to choke up. Dying can be a hard business. Who's up there with him now? Mally Shaw? For a fact, I thought Malley went on.